Roxo Media House. From the Flying T Studio at Roxo Media House, this is Frogs Today, featuring special guests, former TCU basketball great Brandon Parrish, and our headliner, PGA pro Tom Hoagie. Of course, we'll hear from our roundtable of experts. I'm Brian S. Welcome. We've got a great lineup we're going to get into here in just a second as we start to make our way now to Big 12 Media Days here in a couple of weeks. That kind of the unofficial start for football season. Hey, big announcement. We're going to be live from Big 12 Media Days. So got a couple of shows that will originate from there. Of course, uh, Sonny Dykes will be there, the head football coach for TCU. A few players as well. We'll talk to them. Some of the opponents we're going to see throughout the year. Some experts that will be in the house. It's going to be a big time out of Big 12 Media Days. That's coming up the 13th and 14th of July. So mark your calendars for that to be here with us at Frogs Today and frogstoday.com for complete coverage of that. Then, of course, August 1. Uh, that's when football practice starts, and this is where you're going to be want to be to get all the information that you need, whether it's the website at frogstoday.com or whether it's here with us here in the Flying Tea Club studios. We have, uh, well, we have access that others don't have, folks. We're going to give you inside information on what's going to be going on at practice, what the roster looks like, how that too deep is going. We've got experts, David Bowden. We've got Jamie Plunkett. We've got Jeff Wilson. We've got Melissa Tribewasher. All of them are going to be there. And all of them will be covering those practices every day for us with inside information that only you get here. So don't forget, subscribe to frogstoday.com. Hop in that forum with us and, of course, on our YouTube channel right here. For this, all right. Today's show. Let's talk. Oh, by the way, before I go any further, how about our friends at Longhorn Helicopters? We get a lot of questions about that open to the show that you see. Thanks to those guys for helping make that happen. A lot of people love how we start the show off every week here at Frogs Today. And thanks to Longhorn Helicopters for their assistance with that. All right, today's show in our Where Are They Now segment, Brandon Parrish is here in town. You remember BP, part of that NIT championship team? He's going to stop by and visit with us. We'll do that coming up a little bit later on. Got our roundtable of experts talking recruiting uh, as the show rolls on. But first... We want to welcome a big-timer to the show, our headliner today, uh, straight back. You know, he's been all over the country uh, playing golf, uh, well, and uh, playing it at a high level. Let's just put it that way. We get to dive into that. Tom Hoagie, the PGA Tour professional, joins us right now. Tom, come on out, my man. 
Thank you. Good to see you, brother. I'm feeling old with the where are they now. Yeah, no, you didn't make that list yet. <laughs> Come on in. Have a seat. How are, you, how are you doing, man? You've been playing a lot lately, haven't you? Yeah, I've been all over the place. Um, nice to be in Fort Worth here for a few days before I head to Europe for the first time. Uh, Ireland and Scotland coming up uh, for the British Open, so that'll be fun. How do you prepare for Ireland and Scotland? Do you go out Do you go out to Andrews and Lubbock and Midland, Odessa and play in West Texas for a little while? You know, th this spring felt like it was about the windiest spring ever here in Fort Worth, so I feel pretty good about the wind game. And... Um, I grew up in North Dakota, so yeah. I'm used to those cold cold conditions as well, so I should be as prepared as anyone, but um, it's going to be fun. You know, I've never played Lynx golf. Um, it'll be our first time there for both my wife and I, so we're looking forward to a few weeks over there. I was going to bring that up, the fact that you did. You grew up in North Dakota, so there was like a three-week window every year where you could play <laughs> golf. No, seriously, how did, how did you pick up the game, uh, and, and when did you realize, hey, golf is maybe where my future is? Yeah, so I would say I was, I was just like any other kid that played – just about every sport out there um, growing up. And I was lucky to kind of tag along with an older brother, my parents, and hit a few shots here and there. I started when I was three years old. And then, um, you know, we had a great club to hang out at um, in Fargo, and there were some former Frogs, uh, Dave Schultz yep. and Andy Doden. Oh, yeah. Uh, both were, uh, I think Andy was six or seven years older than I was. But he kind of started the pipeline from Fargo down to TCU. Um, but I just, I was lucky that there were just, all my friends were hanging out at the golf course, and that was a spot for me to be. So, um you know, I just kind of stuck with it, and, you know, it, it was, people always ask me, how do you get into golf being from North Dakota? I mean, it's certainly a negative because the season's so short, right. but for me, I felt like I, I just have always kind of kept getting better as we've gone along every year, and um, that's something I've just tried to keep carrying forward. And, and kind of a TCU family, too, right? I mean, you think about it, TCU's yeah. kind of always been in the blood. Would, was there any other option for you to go to school? I mean, uh, what would you think about it? Yeah, you know, I was looking at a few other schools. Um, UNLV, Minnesota was kind of the one close to home, but I wanted to get out of the snow. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, my brother was two years older. He'd come to TCU yep. as well. I was good buddies with Dave Schultz, who was on the golf team a few years ahead. And um, everybody just loved it here. Um, you know, coming from a smaller town in Fargo, you know, TCU's got that great small town feel to it um, and have all the Division One sports that you need. So it was a good fit for me. Did your sister come to TCU also? She did as How well. She was a little younger. You know, yeah. it's funny because – my brother was more of the fraternity side of things. I was the, the athlete, and my sister was uh, med school. So we kind of cover all the bases at <laughs> you got TCU. It, you, got it, you got it done. The, uh, the, the movie and then later the TV show Fargo, <laughs> how close is it to that? We don't like to claim that. Uh, it's funny, you know, my swing coach growing up, John Dahl, was from Fargo as well. Yeah. And we went to a few of these big tournaments in, in – you mentioned you're from Fargo, and the first thing that comes up is the movie every right. time. And then, you know, they transition to you're, you're the first person I met from Fargo, and it's like, yeah, that's that's about spot on. But yeah. um, some of those winners can get kind of brutal. They play that pretty well in there. Uh, yeah, they did. They played it up. <laughs> they played it, played it up. A lot of things can get brutal in Fargo, according to the yeah. movie. You've paid your dues. I mean, you think about it, the Canadian Tour, kind of working your way up here on the PGA Tour to where you're in contention every week. And I know that's a mindset that you have. But uh, – I wonder where where do you think you are professionally right now in your game and and, and as as you look toward the next two three four years where it where it'll be? Yeah, it's been fun. You know, I, for the first time, I'm kind of in all these big time events and can plan a schedule, knowing that I'm in these events. Um, I'm set up well now for the Tour Championship at the end of the year, yep. which then gets us in all the majors for next year as well. So certainly, I'm in a good spot um, and. But, you know, the nature of golf, you know, I've missed a few cuts here lately, so you're always uh, a little frustrated and, and pushing for that next, uh, kind of that next week. Like you said, you get in contention. But, you know, for me, it's been fun. I've, I've started this year, I've had a second place finish and a win.
in there at Pebble Beach shortly thereafter. Yeah. And I just felt like I was playing really solid and felt like I could kind of keep that going. And um, like you said, for me, it's been a nice progression. I, I was on the Canadian Tour right off the bat, then three years in the Corn Ferry. This is now my eighth year on the PGA Tour. So, like I said, I've just tried to keep getting a little better each year. And um, hopefully I can keep that going forward. Think about that. Now, let's flash back to the win at Pebble. Um, was there a huge – obviously, you're ecstatic – but was there also a sense of relief? I hear that from PGA Tour guys that to get that first one behind you. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think for me that um, I took as much satisfaction finishing second um, in Palm Springs a few weeks yeah. before just because I felt like I played really well in contention. Like that was kind of the step for me. It's like I get there on the weekend and then I would always seem to back up a little bit. And, um, you know, there's no, there's no way to practice for the pressure situations like that because you just – a lot of different feelings in your body and um, I played well both times and you know you hear it from a lot of guys that you've got to get the breaks to go your way in order to win on the PGA Tour and for me they certainly went my way kind of the back nine you know the 14th hole I hit it to about 20 feet and I had a straight in putt finally pretty easy just get it going on the hill and I made it and then walked up to 17 and Jordan Spieth I watched make a bogey right in front of me and for me it was a perfect seven iron number I mean it and it's just little stuff like that that comes along that um, the shots get a little bit easier. Is that when you kind of said to yourself, I might win this thing? <laughs> I mean, do you ever allow that to creep in your mind? No, I mean, I felt very comfortable the whole day. I wasn't really looking ahead, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I've had some troubles in the past in the 18th hole at Pebble Beach. There's right. a tree right in the middle of the fairway the year before. I had a ball get stuck in that tree. I so uh, <laughs> so I, knew, I knew it was ahead still, and uh, – I certainly wasn't looking ahead just because it's so hard to get it done out there. Yeah. So you think about the future, now, and uh, obviously Tom Hoagie's a name that people start talking about. It. Hey, here's one of the rising stars on, on the PGA Tour. Do you consider yourself that? Do you feel like, hey, my game is just now, it, it's really starting to excel, and you feel like you're starting to put it all together? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel very comfortable and confident that when I'm playing well, I can compete out there for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, different aspects of my game have got a little bit better to get me to that point. Um, it's kind of weird, though. I feel like I'm getting to be one of the old guys out there, too. So uh, kind of got to take advantage of the next few years here because I know that, um, you know, golf's getting to be such a young game, is, power it? game, that yeah. uh, it's hard to compete with some of these young guys. Those guys come right out of college, and, I mean, they win that first year. You're like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, you see, look at a guy like Colin who hadn't been out, more Cowan hadn't been out of school that long. Yeah, you know, and you see how well he's. These playing. guys are good now coming they out, are. and uh, every year it seems like there's another four or five guys coming out ready to go. Isn't that the promo? These guys are good <laughs> <laughs> from the PGA Tour. Exactly. Isn't that what it is? Uh, real quickly, I want to talk about your time here at TCU and, and playing for Coach Monagle, who's done a terrific job over the years, uh, and, and and how that propelled you and 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 really prepared you for the yep. tour. Speak to that if you could. I think you know the beauty of what Coach Monagle did for so many of us was that. Um, you know, he kind of let us be ourselves and didn't – not too much hands-on coaching, which, um, you know, all, all the golfers that come into a school like TCU, Big 12 school, have aspirations to be professionals, mm -hmm. and uh, you got to go figure out yourself for the most part. You know, when you turn professional, there's nobody telling you what to do. So I think that was really a, a good thing that he did for me, kind of let me figure out on my own, and I certainly had my struggles in college at times. Um, and it was good for me to go kind of manage my own game, do my own thing and do that. And um, – you know, coach provided a very competitive environment with qualifying, you know, a, a great schedule for us to play in. And um, 
I felt very prepared when I did turn pro that I was ready to go do this thing. Well, it's good to have you in Fort Worth. I'm glad you're back here. This is yeah. home, right? Absolutely. Uh, in the, the offseason especially. We see it basketball games and football games and yep. wearing the Purplewood pride. Man, I think that'll always be the case, won't it? Absolutely. I love it here. And, uh, you know, I get fired up for football practice. Yeah. It's fun hearing you talk about that. Know. You know, that's one of my favorite things to go and watch is uh, see those guys go to work and practice. A lot of fun. Tom, thanks for coming by. Absolutely. Good to see you, you, brother. All right, thanks for being here, Tom Hogan. A lot more still to come on this edition of Frogs Today, including our Where Are They Now? Brandon Parrish, part of that NIT championship team. We're going to talk to him. Frogs Today continues. Crooks, criminals, killers. These stories of crime and punishment in the 21st century Western society as told through the lens of retired Fort Worth vice cop Jake White and investigative journalist John Henry. Catch a new episode every Saturday anywhere you get your podcast or at Signal51Chronicles.com. Signal 51 Chronicles is a Roxo Media House production. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Say hello to the water of tomorrow, Richard's Rainwater. Richard's Rainwater is 100% rain. Refreshing, renewable, and the only ingredient we use in our water. Why rain? Because everyone deserves access to clean water, and rain is a 100% renewable resource available everywhere. Drink the rain. Save the planet. Shop now at richardsrainwater.com. FrogsToday.com is the ultimate TCU sports fan community. Members enjoy exclusive content from inside the locker room, feature presentations, access to athletes, coaches, and alumni that are making headlines, and a live show featuring Brian Estridge. Join us and an interactive sports community full of Horned Frog fans now at FrogsToday.com. Frogs Today is a Roxo Media House production. Welcome back into the Flying Tea Club studios. Time for our Where Are They Now segment here in you talk about one of the uh, guys who really set the tone for a program. I don't know that anyone has done that as well as Brandon Parrish has, who joins us right now, the Arlington Seguin native. How about that? I can still remember hey, that. Yeah, still remember. I love good, it. good to see you, BP. How are you doing, man? man I'm, I'm great, man. I'm glad to be here, be in this new space, and be back home. You like man. this? Man, oh, my God, I love man, it. Man, things are looking up for us, man. Oh, man, no, that's, you, I can tell. And hearing about it in a, in a couple of years, it'll yeah. be great. In, a, in four months, it'll be Wonderful. Who so. knows? You might have your own show by then here. Hey, y'all just let me know. I'm okay. always here. I'm always here, always ready. <laughs> All right, so but always here also meant uh, England, Portugal, Germany, uh, Hungary. Did yep. I miss any of them? No, you didn't miss anything. So that's a pro career to this point after. Give give us some sense of what that's been like for man, you. It's man, been, uh, it's, it's been very enlightening to say the least, man. It's really just um, – it's been good to really see the world in a different light, you know, uh, living in Texas my whole life, just being from Arlington, going to TCU. You know, you always live right here in the Metroplex, and to really get out and be abroad has really opened my, mind in, uh, opened my mind up to see the beauties of the world and see different cultures, different languages, and just different types of people, and I think that's really helped me help my character build uh, ultimately. Now, and you've always been like that, though. I remember as an as an undergrad, you would go on trips. Mm-hmm. You went to did you go to South Africa. Yeah, at went one to South point? Africa. Went to China. Yeah, you've so, always been inquisitive that way, oh, haven't man. you? No, exactly. It's like uh, 
you know, once you once you open the door, yeah. I'm just flowing. At that point, I'm just walking in and out. And so <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I've been walking in and out of the U.S., going from place to place. But, man, I just – I never thought I would love traveling this much, and that's one thing I'm forever grateful for TCU for helping me, uh, show me how beautiful it is to see the world and uh, do, do new things. Is there a favorite place? I mean, is there a place where you say, uh, man, I really loved it here? Oh, I mean, there, for me, you know, I'm an animal guy, so there's nowhere like Africa. Right. But – um. It's hard to say is there's a single place, especially from a place that I played, because yeah. every place kind of has a little piece of my heart, and always each one of them gave me a little different, um, something new to add mm -hmm. to the to the. Portugal's repertoire. always been on my list. That's why I bring that up. Oh, yeah. Lisbon, oh. did you? Did, I, was you? In, I was so I was near Porto. Okay. I was, I was about 40 minutes from Porto. Right. But oh my goodness, Portugal. As far as the weather, as a Texan, that was the best place in Europe for me. Yeah. Just because you know you never you know being from Texas, we don't really do the cold. <laughs> right. And we really only have about two or three seasons every year. Yep. But uh, Portugal was really nice, man. They would love being on the beach. Oh my goodness, just being near the ocean is something totally, totally amazing. Where me. was the best food? Ooh, best food. Uh, for me, the best food I probably would say was Germany. Was it really? Germany. Yeah, because not not yeah. everyone likes German food. And that's yeah, not not at all. But if you know if you like your you like Wiener Schnitzel right. and um, fries with a little bit of mayo. It's a, <laughs> it's a good place to be. Yeah. Did you fit in? I mean, in all those places, did you try to fit into the culture uh, almost as a local? Absolutely. Everywhere I go, I at least take my first two or three months to really try to completely indulge into the culture. You know, meet new people. Get outside your comfort zone. Right. Don't just stay in the house all day. Get out. Try to talk to some people. See how see how well their English is. Yeah. Because, uh, unfortunately, you know, when those first two, three months is usually the tough, most tough because you still learn the language. Uh, it's really just always sound like a lot of gibberish going on around yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, it's a crazy thing to kind of get to know. And um, always it's always interesting going to the grocery store. Yeah, we, I bet so. <laughs> so when, when, you're, uh, when you're ingrained in the community like that, are, are you able to learn the language to I, a degree? Indeed. indeed. Uh, I mean, over time you make friends as long as you got good teammates. And I've yeah. always been blessed and fortunate to have good teammates who were bilingual and fluent in English, so they would always help me keep up to speed on some of the languages, at least teach you the basics, you know, the hellos, the goodbyes, please and thank yous, and things like that. Um, and then after after time, you know, you kind of, the more and more you kind of get comfortable, the more you learn, you know, you start asking different people about stuff, and I think, uh, it's, for me, it's better to learn the language from different people, because when you learn from one person, it's kind of hard to remember everything one person says, yeah. but when you learn from six or seven different people. Now you have six or seven unique phrases that you remember from each person. And that was that was kind of a, a good little learning tactic for me. So were you, uh, would you consider yourself conversational in Ooh. multiple languages? I, not conversational. I would probably say I'm just good enough to get where I need to be. Right. Eat what I want to eat, what I want right. to eat, you know, and – and find a bathroom. Uh, exactly. Find a bathroom and stay out of the way just enough. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. You're back in town. You're working Jamie Dixon's basketball camp. Yeah. You are all – the thing I love about you is whenever you're back, you're back at TCU basketball. You oh, find man. a way to get back to the family. Man, it's, it's, it's just crazy because, you know, I mean, you know firsthand how, how good the program was to me and yep. uh, how, just how good it was for me from an emotional standpoint, from a growing-up standpoint. And um, I feel like I have – I always have a lot to give at TCU. And it's good to see the kids and just to see – the level of talent just to continue to improve over there and also give back to the youth kids that want to come back and be a part of TCU basketball, the kids that dream of coming to TCU, I can tell them what it's like mm -hmm. and tell them what it takes to be there, to get there. Has anything in your life to date compared to that NIT championship? <sighs> no, nothing, nothing. I remember the emotion. <laughs> that you, you do, I mean, uh, you probably look back on it now and go, what? But I remember that emotion that you had. No, I always look back and say, I can't believe I was crying like yeah. that on national television. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, it was so crazy because, I mean, that first year we lost every game in conference, and that really 
changed my whole perspective on basketball. Because, you know, you come out of, cause I was, coming out of uh, high school, I was a top 150 kid. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had professional basketball on site, NBA hopes. And then you go from, you know, one of the top kids in your class, top kids in the state to last place in the conference, can't win a game. It'll really, you know, it'll humble you. Yeah. And just that whole humbling experience, really, that's what really kind of started to get me thinking about things outside of basketball. What had me thinking about my major and how, what I was going to study and what kind of led to me getting to South Africa. But, you know, from there we were 4-14 four and 14 in, in the year. I thought we had the best team with yep. Trey Ziegler, yep. Ken Anderson, Emmerich Fields, and these guys when they were seniors. Um, and then the next year we know we had a lot of injury problems again. Ken Rich not being able to play. Chris Washburn didn't play until, I think, January, I think. And so it was just another really tough year. And it's just like you see everybody winning. You can see guys from your hometown winning championships at Kansas. These guys are winning big games at Oklahoma State and at OU. And all across the Big 12, it seemed like everybody was winning big games except for us. Right. And so just to even when we got to that Big 12 tournament and beat Kansas, it was hard. It was, it was hard for me to hold my emotions back in that game. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, we still got another game to win. <laughs> and then, uh, we, then we got to the NIT just to be in Madison Square Garden looking up at the – at the Raptors and just to see like, man, this is where we are. And we're not just here playing a little uh, expedition game yep. or little rinky dink November Christmas tournament. We're playing for a championship. And it's just, I would have never thought, you know, after those three years that we would even had a chance to be playing for a ring and to just to know that I was going to be able to have a, uh, some hardware and walk away with something that would be forever. That was, it was all the feels. Well, I, I think that, um, I think that's the way TCU fans feel, too. It'll be forever. No, indeed. You know, that NIT championship, because it did mark the turnaround mm -hmm. that everyone knows now. And, and I think it'll always be with them. Real quickly, uh, what's next? So, Hungary was your last stop. Hungary was my last stop. What's it going to be? Do we know yet? I uh, don't, don't know yet, but I did I did 10 months in Hungary, and yeah. that was a uh, – 10 months was the longest I had ever been. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's because they kind of – the last previous two seasons had kind of got cut short by COVID. Yep. So, I think the league wants to extend the season a little bit, about a month and a half longer, just to give the fans a few more games. Right. Give them a little more to enjoy since they kind of – they lost a lot the last two years. And it ended up working out. We made the playoffs as a sixth seed. But right now, I've been back for about a month, and I still feel like I'm burnt out. Right, <laughs> So, right. Uh, I mean, I'm always looking at opportunities around the area and ways I can give back to the community. And even – you know, I always love to be a part of TCU because sure. I feel like they've given me so much, and I still have so much to give. But – um. Still keep my options open, man. I was going to listen to some offers here. But right now, I'm really just enjoying the time with my friends and family. Always good to see you, man. Man, no, I'm, I'm good I'm to glad be here. you came by. No, yeah. I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. I'm glad you guys had me back, and I'm glad to be in a new space. And just happy to see things still rolling. Hey, come by anytime. Will you just hang hey, out? Hey, you know, I'll, <laughs> you don't got to tell me twice. All right, I love it. BP, <laughs> Brandon Parrish joining us here uh, on Frogs today. A lot more still to come. We've got our roundtable of experts to talk a little football recruiting next after this time. What do you call a Fort Worth-centric podcast featuring guests of international, national, and local fame? Fortitude FW. Why catch the latest episode? Because every guest has a story to tell. Join hosts J.W. Wilson and Britton Payne every Friday for the latest stories from noted Fort Worthians in business, sports, lifestyle, entertainment, law enforcement, politics, and, well, you get the idea. Fortitude FW, where the stories never die. Listen anywhere you get your podcast or at FortitudeFW.com. Fortitude FW is a Roxo Media House production.
The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Roundtable of experts from the Flying Tea Club studios now, and uh, we were looking high and low, and we found these two cats uh, to join us. You know him, Jamie Plunkett, David Bowden, uh, our, our uh, recruiting and football and baseball and everything else experts uh, joining us here. Let's talk, um, let's talk recruiting, really, from that angle. Let's, let's start with uh, – I'm going to talk football and baseball. We'll kind of lump them together. David, let's talk football first because a lot of people are talking about the fact that Frogs had some guys on campus. You had some you had some verbal commits, it seemed like, and then uh, you wake up and two days later they decided they're going to go somewhere else. Any need to panic here if you're a TCU fan? No, not at all. In, in fact, I mean, we all know it's just the volatile world of college football right now. But it, it, TCU's in some conversations, and, and they're you know working with some kids that – that, that frankly they haven't been in, in talks with you know at a level um, for the first time ever. So yeah. I, I think that's great. I do think they're in an interesting spot though because they have to be careful, um, you know, to make sure that they put their resources. Your staff can get as big as you want, but you got to make sure you get in there and, and recruit the ones that you can get mm-hmm. right. And um, they get, they got a staff that can develop for sure. They they've proven that at, at different places, um, and it's great that they're in those conversations. But they just want to make sure they're paying attention to those guys that that, that they're attainable. Really. Yeah. And, and, but I, I wouldn't say that there's anybody off limits over this group either. They, with the relationships that they build and the success that they've had in the years past, I wouldn't say anyone's off limits. No, right? absolutely not. That's the that's the beauty of it. You yeah. see them going after the, the best of the best, which, yeah. which is fun to watch. Um, you just got to make sure you're paying attention to some of those other guys too sure. that, that are going to add you know a lot of value to your yeah. squad in the future. And, and, and I've seen your database. It seems like they've done that. They, they go a little deep now. There is no doubt. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah there's no no store, stone unturned. Yeah. These guys. yeah. Uh, and recruiting on the other side for baseball. I, I, I notice this uh, this shift now in baseball. And we you and I have talked about it a little bit. When we had Bill Moziello and Kirk Sarlos and John Delore on, on Frogs today earlier in the year, to a man, all of them talked about how college baseball, you got to be young. You want to try to stay young. You want to be young. And then you look at this College World Series, and all those teams rolled. And now it looks like, okay, things have sort of changed in college baseball, and this group now recruiting heavy in the portal to get old. Am I right here? Well, I think with where, with where TCU is right now, with the guys that they had that were freshmen and sophomores this year, it's really important to bring in a little bit more veteran leadership right. to surround those guys because you're losing Tommy Sacco and Gray Rogers up the middle. You're losing some veteran pitching like uh, Caleb Bolden. You might be without Riley Cornelio and Austin Crowe moving forward as well if they get drafted high enough. And so the portal is really a, a huge aspect of how Sarlos and new associate head coach T.J. Bruce and, and uh, Delora can keep this – program ready to win right now yeah so you've seen him go get trey richardson out of the portal from baylor you've seen him get stoutenborough from cal uh, another arm that could that can come out of the bullpen long reliever style guy and then they just got this kid from unc wilmington uh, hunter hodges who is a proven closer had a sub three era in conference last year uh, who can really kind of solidify the back end of that bullpen which as we saw in the regional and college station that's kind of where TCU fizzled out was when they ran out of arms in the bullpen. They couldn't go any further. And so uh, I think what Sarlos has done is 
figure out where those holes are and found some veteran guys to come in and fill those gaps around this this really talented freshman and sophomore core. UNC Wilmington's mascot? Seahawks. Okay, good. Just yeah. wanted, wanted to make sure on that. Hey, by the way, uh, when, when you uh, when you look at the addition now of T.J. Bruce, you mentioned him, uh, the head coach at Nevada, this seems like a really good get for Kirk Sarlos. Unfortunately, that Mountain West this year was a one-bid league, and Air Force ended up getting that by winning the postseason tournament. But I mean, this was a really good Nevada team. How does he land a head coach? This is a huge pickup for TCU baseball. Yeah. I don't think TCU fans maybe fully grasp how big and important it is for them to get a guy like Bruce in here and how rare it is for a head coach right. to stop being a head coach to come to another school at the same, you know, obviously it's a step up because it's Power 5, sure. but to, to move from head coach to associate head coach is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at his pedigree, obviously he was great at Nevada, two-time Mountain West Coach of the Year, two-time regular season champions uh, at Nevada since uh, in his six seasons there. He was a great assistant coach at UCLA when they won their national championship, actually you know, coached against TCU in 2012 right. in that super regional. Um, he has a tremendous recruiting pedigree. If you look at Nevada's hitting stats this year, they were top ten across the board in the, in the country for, for most of those hitting stats. Uh, to get a guy like him to come and be an associate head coach is huge, and it speaks to – how well Sarlos and the administration at TCU takes care of their assistant coaches. Yes. I mean, you talk about how well Bill Moziello was taken care of. That's why he stayed here for as long as he did. How well John Delora is taken care of. You know, for Bruce to make that decision, obviously, uh, you know, there was really strong financial support to make that decision, but also to be able to come in and help TCU, which is a pedigree program, maybe elevate just a little bit. I think that's, that's something really cool that Bruce can now put on his resume. David, uh, turn our attention now to two weeks from now, I guess it is, 13th and 14th. Got Big 12 media days coming up. Uh, Coach will fly back in and bring a few athletes there. We'll get to meet the, the rest of what's going on ar around the league. Does that for you sort of signal to kick off? Uh, to me, that's yeah. one of those things where you market and go, okay, it's starting to get real. There, yeah, there's no doubt. I, I, I think that's an exciting time for everyone. Obviously, it'll be, um, you know, for Sonny, his debut um, on the Big 12 stage and, and for those guys. So, uh, yeah, there's no doubt we're fired up. I think, you know, the kickoff for me is, is goes back a little bit earlier. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think for most people that's right. And then uh, right after that is coaching school down in San, San Antonio, right? That's uh, correct. For, for high school coaches in the state of Texas. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, uh, their defense coordinator – uh, Joe Gillespie is going to speak. Um, it's a it's a big deal. All the uh, coaches from from the state of Texas are down there, and then you've got colleges flying in. They've they've really kind of limited it um, mostly to, to Texas college coaches, um, but every once in a while they'll get one to sneak in from out of state. Uh, but you know the high school coaches stay pretty guarded. Sure, when it comes to that. good for them. Good yes, for sir. Them. I, I like that. By the way, one final note here, um, Jamie, you you just went on a big. You did like six or seven national parks, is that right? Six national parks in nine days. That's a, that's a heck of a trip. It was a blast. And you went, to, you went, you you uh, you hiked. Where, where did you hike? Mount Whitney. Yeah. How high up is that? Fourteen thousand five hundred and five feet. Don't did, forget those last five yeah. feet either. Did, did <laughs> you do that because high. because your car broke down? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was no. So I had I have a buddy who's insane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this was his fifth or sixth 14er, and he needed he wanted a friend on this trip, and I said, sure, why not? And yeah. So I ended up climbing a mountain last. How about week. that? Yeah. What's the, what's the highest you've ever, ever uh, hiked? 
Oh goodness, um, there's a couple of hills that, yeah, that I had exactly. to run as a, as a pop owner kid yeah. when I was little. <laughs> exactly. I still remember them. They were probably as painful as your eyes. It was not I great. I think the elevator went out of the press box once. <laughs> and that, right. and, you know, that's that, that's where I think I made <laughs> sure. it. Too. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us this week on uh, Frogs today. Listen, you get more insight from these two guys. Uh, terrific insight, as a matter of fact, on recruiting on the recruiting front. Also, any rumors that are out there, both of them. I need you to go to frogstoday.com and subscribe. Uh, you'll get all the insight from. Uh, college football recruiting uh, with David Bowden uh, in our Dis- Dissecting the Frogs, a brand new podcast that he's rolling out, Talking Frogs with Jamie Plunkett. He kind of keeps you up to date on everything, especially on the baseball and basketball fronts as far as recruiting is concerned as well. Thanks for joining us this week on Frogs Today. Till we see you next week, have yourself a good time. Are you supposed to be here? Try pulling it harder. Let me in. Harder. Give me one second. Brian. Can you let me in? What's the door code? Five. Did that work? No? Try 21. Come on. Brian. Someone's here to see you. Frogs Today is brought to you by The Flying Tea Club, supporting TCU student-athletes, and by Richard's Rainwater. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Frogs Today is a production of Roxo Media House. Media House.